podcast fans around the world, welcome to Better Than Most Things with your hosts, Sean and Max. Hello everyone, my name is Max. I'm Sean. Welcome to Better Than Most Things, the podcast with that's pretty much better than most things, but sometimes there are some bad things out there, but this isn't one of them. What's happening with you? <laughs> um, actually, I did want to talk about this really quick before we kind of got into the meat and potatoes of the show, because um, it's kind of a light thing, but uh, this... This week, I accidentally got my mother high. Oof. Yeah, it was okay. a complete oh accident. <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> accidentally. Uh. Um, so long story short, she's been taking a lot of CBD products because um, they're anti-inflammatory. They're really good. And it's a big push right now in this in the mer- medical marijuana industry to have the CBD products. So she's been taking them. Um, but when I went to the store to get the normal CBD um, tincture she usually gets, it wasn't there. So I decided to branch out to other products. Okay. And I didn't really read them that well. You got the full spectrum one. Didn't I got you? a full spectrum one that's oh. one part THC to two parts CBD. Ooh. And so she took a full <laughs> dropper thinking it was just like the other one I got her. And she said she went to work and it was just – she said she, she – went to work? Yeah, that's the thing. She went to work. That was the thing. I was going to let – oh, yeah, I got her high right before she went to work because she took it right before she went to work. Wow. And, and so <laughs> what, what was her day like? She says she was like – she says she would every time she stood up she would sway, <laughs> and then she and um, so she kind of felt like she was on something, and then and she was backtracking in her mind of what could have she taken, and she realized she took a different CBD product, so she did figure oh, it out. Man. But then she said she went and told the front lady. Okay, she told on herself. She told the front lady. She said she told her what she was on in case she like fell over. That makes um, sense. You know, I said, I think that's what I said. I think you succumbed to the fear. Yes. Right. She just was freaked out. I was like, Anna sucked. You're at work. <laughs> like, but to get I, high for the like the, pretty much the first time like that. At, at how work. many times do you see in like a movie or a story a character that's poisoned and like has the opportunity to uh, tell someone else what's going on and any of that, and yeah. you're just screaming at them, "Do it, do it!" No, so I mean, I got her. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, right? that's a smart so, move on her play, but at the end of the day, you can't be spreading that rumor at work. You gotta be like, uh, you just gotta. Bite your lip and get through it. So did she take the rest when she got home? Oh, yeah. She loved it. No, no. She actually did not like it at all. She was very anti the yeah, whole idea. Yeah, of course idea. not. And so I did suggest maybe don't take it before work and maybe take a fourth of what you took and maybe take it at night and try it one more time. And then if you don't like it, just kick it over to someone else. Right. Did you just lose all credibility? I mean, honestly, as soon as I picked up the vial, I saw I saw exactly what the problem was. Uh-huh. But I, in the box, I just kind of grabbed it. I didn't really think about it at the time. It's and, interesting because uh, I, I actually take CBD oil, and Max actually gave me a recommendation on one. And that's when I first learned about the difference between the full spectrum and what's the other one? Like somewhat spectrum or partial spectrum uh, I can't even or remember at this point, of course. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's it, basically it really THC content and none. And I'm, yeah. I'm assuming the stuff with the THC content is more expensive because it's harder to extract or it's well, less effort to extract i've heard shit too where people are like well you need a bit of thc to activate the cbd and then other people don't do it at all so when i first even i probably saw thc but in my mind thought that's ah, at such low levels and then when i relooked it's like one to two so for every whatever milligrams and i couldn't find later on too how many milligrams were per dropper so gotcha. who knows how many milligrams of thc she took but so <laughs> <laughs> so i really did <laughs> i dosed her wow I've got a story about mothers here. Okay. Do you guys drink milk at all? I'm lactose intolerant, actually. Okay. Yeah. I rarely. So, yes. No. Oh, okay. yeah. Rarely. I mean, if I have heartburn, I'll drink it or pretty much brownies. I feel like the majority of adults don't drink milk anymore. Do you, do you drink milk over there? Yeah. Okay. Maestro does. Um, he would. So, 
maybe you guys will drink this. It has. Uh, <laughs> let me see. Good segue. <laughs> I don't know, Kev. <laughs> will he drink it? <laughs> they have proteins, fats, and sugars. If you look into the protein sequences, they have all the essential amino acids. And uh, I know I'm what giving you the tease. I'm milk giving you the tease. Whatever this mysterious fluid is. This is the mysterious I, fluid. I saw okay. the picture on the page, so I know it's coming, exactly. but I'm not going to say it. Oh, you're cheating. You see pictures? <laughs> it was gigantic. A single crystal is estimated to contain more than three times the energy of an equivalent mass of dairy milk. Dairy crystals? So. What I'm talking about here is concentrated dairy crystals. Cockroach milk. Oh, get the fuck out of here. Wait, this crystal, is it a fluid or crystals? Look at that guy. That oh, guy? that's the picture oh you saw? Yes. Yeah. yes that's is there the milk way. there? So, uh, He's the, showing us they're milking it in the picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really sexy. Right, did you say the word crystal at one point? Or he did. Correct. So, the Pacific beetle cockroach is the only cockroach that gives live birth. Oh my what? god, that's right? absolutely terrifying. Oh, I think that's fascinating. That, oh. part, that particular part. So, as with most live, live births, births yeah. you have to supply nutrients to the newborns. And so, this is the only so quote-unquote lactating cockroach out there. Uh. And the way it lactates is it creates these crystalline protein structures. Question. Yes. Hey, I wonder what, what fucking ghetto that did, did they figure this out in? Where they're going to drink it? Fuck cancer. Can we milk the cockroaches? Fuck Man, that shit. Man, it's like you thought eating rats was bad. We're milking cockroaches at this Bro. point. I read a story today I didn't even do on the show. It was about like rats that drive. I'm like, come on. Like, I should have done it now, but I was reading this like, get the fuck out of here. And I they got milking roaches over here. Yeah, so I, I think it's fascinating that eventually we could have like a big roach farm and just milk them. And then. Turn them into protein bars afterwards for the hippies. You're big into the bugs. Did it say who discovered this? It's such a good resource. They breed. They're barely conscious. Like, so, you know. They can't die. Bug rights, bro. Bug rights, exactly. Come on, man. We're farming trees. (laughs) God. Dude, I know Dr. K would drink it. Just saying, bro. So, okay, back to it really quick. Is it a fluid? You keep saying crystalline. Is it a fluid? Like, if I had a cup of it, would it it be, like, salt or would it be... uh, a fluid. It would be a fluid, but chunky containing. Fluid. Uh, it didn't say chunky. These things are so tiny. I can't imagine it has chunks. I imagine it's just a tiny bit of fluid containing these protein crystalline. And it has three times the power. Uh, yeah, as a um, dairy product. So if you drank a glass of that, you'd be fucking Superman. Basically. Essentially. Wow. Or shoot your brains out in so, I mean, 3.5 seconds. Imagine next drinking step. that if you were a bodybuilder. You'd probably get so jacked. Yeah. I, know, I love a good glass of milk. <laughs> Fucking roided out on roach milk, bro. You beetly fuck. Okay. Um, so, I actually looked into this topic because I decided to take all my weaknesses and turn them into strengths. And so, over the last couple of weeks, I've noticed I say the word like a lot. Okay. And oh. I've been kind of annoyed by that. Yes. Because I, I do like a lot. Blah, blah, blah. And so, I looked into it. I said, I googled people who say like a lot. And I found these articles that I chose to read instead of all the ones that says he's an idiot. It says, uh, so this article says, <laughs> saying like a lot could mean I'm more thoughtful and deliberate in what I say. So in an article written by the Journal of Language and Social Psychology, it was said that conscientious people are generally more thoughtful and aware of themselves and their surroundings. And they're more deliberate with their speech. And they use discourse markers. Things like I mean, you know, like, oh, ah, well. And so forth. It plays a role in the flow of structure and discourse. 
And it's this filler speech is what we're doing. We're constantly redrafting what we're saying. So we're constantly really thinking about what we're saying instead of just like, you know, diarrhea of the mouth. So the fact that I'm like, 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 I'm actually kind of pausing. Is that George of the Jungle? That was George of the Jungle. Thank you. Thank you. That was George of the Jungle. But that's me trying to describe an abstract concept and constantly rethinking what I'm trying to say to you. And I think what I'm in theory doing. I think that's fascinating because you of all people pushed hard uh, for the content of this show and some of the some of the words and ideas you wanted to express. Like, uh, are you still part of the clan or is that is that over? Um, we're having a love hate relationship currently. <laughs> <laughs> no, point that. being, um, I think it's fascinating that I, I, the way I interpret that data is you're censoring yourself. I think it's editing part of it too. It's because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I, I almost consider it, I'm trying to get the words out so quick. Like, oh, I just had an idea. I got to get it out. And I'm like yeah, spazzing almost. Yeah. And so the, the like is me going pause, pause. And I could sit there and think of whatever the vocabulary word is or whatever word I'm trying to express versus I'm trying to just calm the fuck down and say words normally when I get excited. But, yes. but I think it's, but supposedly that's part of it too. It's like, so. In this article, it said it was a sign of more considered speech, and I take the time to listen and respond deliberately. And so I want to end with, so, like, fuck off, bitch. <laughs> but yeah, well, what were you going to say? Well, it's great, because um, that is part of our jobs. And like I just did there with my, um, I think that's my like. Yeah, and... They're just fillers. They are. And the best... Discourse markers. Or discourse Which are markers. basically like fillers. Okay. Which are basically fillers, you're right. The best... Uh, the best fillers I've heard are just pauses. When you when yeah. you hear a good pro speaker, it's just pauses. That's a good tip, honestly. That's that is a great Instead one. Instead of using a filler, just pause and think about what you're trying to say. I don't know why when I was reading this whole article, I kept thinking of Leonardo DiCaprio in the movie Blood Diamond. Remember he kept going brew. Oh, Instead of saying bro, he's like brew. Oh brew, brew. <laughs> and he's like, the blood diamond, brew. And he just kept saying it. And I was like, that is so weird to me, but because I mentioned those type of words too, like bro or fam, and like all these kind of. Did you bring up prison yet? Well, my personal. What do you mean? No, I don't. Out know. to you in the back in the patio. <laughs> no, I was because right yeah. you always uh, you always bring up prison. I got a prison story here. Oh, I always bring up. I mean, I do know a lot about prison. Have you guys heard about the guy who had a balloon filled with marijuana shoved up his nose for eighteen years? What the. F- I'm going to say no. On okay. That one. I, I was like, if you said ass and for a day, yes. But. Good. Because I'm going to tell you a story here. And after I tell you the story, I want you to tell me if it took place in Florida or Australia. I'm going to say Florida. <laughs> exactly. Sight unseen story on her. Okay. So a former prison inmate whose girlfriend smuggled in a little bag of weed in a balloon uh, in like in a, uh, you know, one of those visits where you sit down and at a table. How she smuggled Physical huh? contact. Exactly. Uh, he, to get it past security, shoved it up his nose. That's a lot of capacity, frankly. Later that night, he tried to dig it out, but he ended up shoving it more into his nose. Jesus Christ. And then he mistakenly thought that he swallowed it. And I guess he didn't want it that bad because he didn't fish through the poop for it. Maybe he did and never found it. And he was like, ah, you know, maybe uh, I missed it. I like the way you think, man. Well, I wasn't even thinking that far ahead about the poop, but like you're like, just gotta get it. Gotta it get all boils poop. down to poop for me. I got a piece story. It's always it too. poop, yeah. Jesus Christ. Poop is a big part of prison. Poop, <laughs> poop's like a commodity. Thing. But point being, uh, after years and years of 
infections and all sorts of problems. Shit, dude. He's fucked. <laughs> yeah. He ended up... Um, I like how he never thought about it again. That's what it makes it sound like. Like, why is my nose hurt? I don't know. <laughs> he developed a rhinolith, as they call it. Oh, I hate those. And what it is, is uh, after something is left in there, a foreign object... The body starts developing a calcium around it. It calcifies. Yeah, it calcifies and becomes just a big fucking rock. That's what happens to the babies. Yeah. 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 People have babies that are still babies. Calcified babies. Still babies, yeah. And so um, part of the problem is. Title of the episode, Still Babies. They had to go in and remove it. Yeah, I mean, could he? I guess he could. I guess he had one nostril to breathe in, but. How does this not bother you every fucking day? Like, what condition was the marijuana in? (laughs) <laughs> did he smoke it <laughs> yeah. they they didn't know what they were doing at the time they just pulled out this big chunk cracked it open found a balloon with rotting plant material on the inside that's when he came forward and he was like wait yeah, a minute like, something's wrong here, i remember man. 18 wait years ago this, clink. Some, this isn't something you find in people's Doc, noses this is the strangest day. thing i've had this 18 year old problem oh i found a balloon yeah, 18 years ago, I put a balloon up there. <laughs> like, you'd forget. Yeah, I, right? Like, what? it's funny. How often? That, Especially that having was, all those problems. That was such a non-big deal in his life that that's what happened. So, how many balloons did he shove it everywhere? For real. Like, well, the other Nashville got, like, half a key in there, and it was fine. Like, I can't believe it. I swallowed that one, and it all came out fine. Check this man's urethra right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've been shitting, like, uh, fucking <laughs> shitting needles-sized shits. So oh, the... what? There's a doll in there? The name the doctors gave the report is a nose out of joint. Wow. Now your job, Australia or Florida? Florida. I feel like Florida's obvious, so to contest him, I'll say Australia. Yeah, he's throwing us off. Mystery's got it. Hey! Australia is Florida. <laughs> I'm going to start playing that game from now on. Everybody Australia else says Florida and this, Florida and that. Florida and Australia. I mean, Australia's like pretty that. badass, too, because people don't give a fuck there. I actually oh. like Australian news. You ever watch this Australian morning news? <laughs> It's crazy funny. I've only seen that interview of the dude who threw the party that Project X was based <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, I've seen him too. Yeah. No, there's a guy named Carl Gustafsson, some Stevenson or something. He's hilarious. And I, it's like they're on there. It's like they're ABC Today, but in Australia. There's a whole subreddit devoted to him. And That's fun. Oh, yeah. Dude, Australian morning TV is way funny. Watch any 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 morning TV American is so boring and stupid. Like, oh, but the Australia one is like generally funny. They're sitting there watching some stupid thing happen. They're all trying not to. They're trying so hard to be PC, but they don't even be PC half the time. And I don't know. I like the Australian people. Anyway, that's my rant on Australian news and stuff. Yeah, no, it's quite a rant. You yeah. got anything over there? I got a bunch of stuff. Or do you want to hear? I'm gonna tease my P one for later. We'll do that when we come back. Oh please, would you? <laughs> would you poop? Cockroach milk and a pee story? Fucking. <laughs> the holy trifecta of Sean Getting topics. Getting fucking Emmy for this one, man. Thank God you saved all this. I'm starting high. I'm starting high. Fucking. He's like, I'm going to sit there worried about all the fake episodes of Lower Topics. Like, I saved them all for the final. The I'm real one. He's got like gopher milk or gopher meat or whatever it was. Gerbil. He's got fucking snot rocks and stuff in him. Like, God. Love it. <laughs> You're a masochist, Shawnee. You're a masochist. <laughs> Y'all ever pissed out a, a rock and sharp? <laughs> like, Jesus. Um, I do right. have some. Bring us up on a high note. Okay, okay. Um, I thought this was kind of cool. Um, it was uh, basically a high concept idea, so something they can really prove yet, but it was like a early wormhole detection idea. I thought it was cool. Okay. So you know what a wormhole is, right? I assume I do. It's like a black hole, except a wormhole has an exit somewhere else. That's almost, that is a way to describe it. There's a lot of theories right now about i remember i was telling you last episode in the breaks about all the black hole news i'm reading 
And every time I start going down the rabbit hole, it leads to like five of the black hole articles. I realize it'd be a whole episode about black holes and I just back off. But one of the black hole theories, again, is some black holes are connected to other black holes and they're really wormholes. But um, so here's the idea, though. I want to tell you about this because so far these are a these this is a speculative structure. This is a theoretical thing. There's no evidence of wormholes existing. Yes, except for Deep Space Nine, as we all know. Iron. So that means it has to exist. Iron proof. Yeah, definitely. Um, so wormholes, otherwise known as an Einstein-Rosen bridge, is a speculative structure linking points in space time. And so, like I said, there's no way to you know figure it out yet. But this uh, scientist at the blah blah blah. Hold one second. The University of I think it was Boston. I didn't write it down, but I'm pretty sure it was Boston. Um, he had an idea about looking for the wobbles, basically the wobbles. And the so, wobbles of, of oh, that was his idea to look for wobbles based, in struck in uh, astronomical. Uh, what am I trying to say? Astronomical places and objects. Objects. Things. There you go. And that's how you detect you know things on the other side of things. And you're basically saying yes. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Like we've okay. talked about it on the old show before yes. where people would detect exoplanets with the wobbles of the stars. Yes. Where they see a wobble and then they could basically figure out there's an exoplanet over there. So his idea is imagine you just see two objects in space far apart from each other and you see them wobbling but and there's no other explanation for it. Possibly maybe they're connected via a wormhole and their own gravities are affecting each other. So basically what what he what he thinks is if we basically find known black holes, look at the objects around them, see if they wobble, and if that wobble can't be explained, maybe it's wobbling because of it's being affected through the wormhole by the other gravity thing. Possibly. Interesting. Maybe. Theoretically. In theory. <laughs> like <laughs> Well, okay, so help me understand this. Instead okay. of would they would these objects around Possibly. it uh orbit the black hole? Yeah, it would orbit the black hole. Right? And then you're looking for a wobble in their orbit. Mm-hmm. But I mean that could be any massive object influencing it, right? It doesn't have to be the exit point or the answer is yes, it is because it even the guy said this is kind of a loose idea. Okay. It's not like because anything yeah, if you see something wobble. A million things can happen. It could be another exoplanet affecting that thing. Yeah, exactly. Depends what's orbiting the fucking the, the fucking the fucking black the, the black hole. You know, it could be a planet. It could be a star. It could be whatever. Like right now, we detect the damn things is because they're around stars and the star it's sucking up all the star material, so it's lighting up because of that material. We well, don't we see also, the actual black hole. Well, we also detect them uh, thanks to the lensing. Where the redshifts, or what do you mean? No lensing of um, so when you have a black hole between. For instance, you and I are sitting across from each other right now, eye to eye. Mm-hmm. Let's say there's a black hole between us, and my face is the sun, or is a star. Behind it. And it's it's right here in between our eyes, and you can't see around it to see the star. All you see is a little bit of bright, and then there's a shift in, like a ring. An aura. Whereas the complete center is dark and black, but there's a ring of unusual Material. light usually light is a pinpoint this is kind of streaked so it refracts and bends it pretty much absolutely like and time that's how we detect uh black holes visually like okay. we can see the lensing uh, yeah the one i read about is how the the, the star way too there's probably multiple ways i know there's yes. hawking radiation too i don't know if that's i don't think they could detect that though because i was thinking um isn't that your tv is hawking radiation the big bang radiation yeah, actually, the, the the TV static is actually yes. left over from the Big Bang. The snow. Well, yeah, that, yeah, that's actually part of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the Hawking radiation is supposedly what the black holes emit. And oh. the theory, because they can get smaller. I've read that a long time ago. Like, they, And so 
Something to do with they can almost shrink, and that shrinking, it's emitting the, the Hawking radiation. And so these guys found a way to detect them. There's no, no, no. So this or is like our... so this this is like almost like a philosophical conversation about how to detect the wormholes. Okay. And, I, and I found it fascinating because someone's even thinking about it. Because again, wormholes don't exist in theory. They don't exist. But all the physics doesn't mean they can't exist, and the idea is out there. So basically, why I liked about this is because we're such Star Trek fans, and we went to the yes. and we like D, D Space Nine, which is for spoiler, there's a, it's next to our wormhole. So that all takes place what in the 21st century. So that's like what a hundred, well, it's like two, 300 years from now, I'd say. So this is the first step into finding wormholes is just kind of maybe thinking it through and trying to find these wobbles. I think that information needs to be parlayed into some database that can fact check black holes against each other, and mm-hmm. then once you start seeing correlating gravitational poles and, and wobbles, yeah. Then, yeah, you know, still jump from there. But it, I guess I mean? he's right because something on one end would have to affect the other. But are black holes subject to other gravity? Well, this is also assuming that in wormhole, uh, in a wormhole, it's affected both ways. In in the Stargate universe, exactly. the wormholes you can only send matter one way, but radio yeah. signals go both ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although in that same scenario, gravitation could would could go through the Stargate wormhole. But again, it's the Stargate physics. All right, I've got a space story here. You thought it was all poop and pee, but no, sir. So you've heard about the shit rocket in space? <laughs> like, that's what I'm waiting for. Jordan. Entirely of poop. I can do. We could. We could. I could riff on poop and Mars for a minute. And like, remember the trip to Mars? They're gonna have to use their poop to line the. That was space one of shuttle? my stories. Yeah, the yeah. poop shield. Yeah, yeah. amazing. <laughs> that's my poop story. Don't be taken about it. So uh, I'm the poop shield. The Insight rover on Mars mm-hmm. that landed last November. It had a couple simple jobs to do uh, in the beginning. One of which was place its seismology. Was it seismology? Seismometer. 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 Seismograph. It's one of those things you say it too many times. It sounds weird. I bet you it's seismometer. Okay. I bet. Uh, On the ground. I couldn't say conscientious earlier. I said it like five times. I'm like, I can't say it. Now I can say it. So yeah. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, yeah. Uh, to put that on the ground and then drill a heat probe into the ground about 10 to 18 feet. Mm-hmm. They've been drilling the heat probe for months. And it's, get and it's only, only... Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's only about 10 inches in. And what was the... the I'm sorry, I kind of zoned out when you said how far they want to go. Uh, 10 to 18 feet. And it's only 10 inches? Yes. Oh, man. We're well, hitting fuck already, bro. Get it in. <laughs> Here's the deal. They've... Um, Drilled into what they think is just a harder surface or they're having different problems. Just a rock. So when we actually started recording episodes a while ago, mm-hmm. we um, – or I, I found this topic and they were at the stage where they were using a scoop that was on the rover to shovel sand into the hole around the drill bit and you know help it maybe cling on Rip. to more material and get down. And so then they would use the scooper to pat down – and then stay patted down as the thing drilled in. Give it more physics, kind of like leverage. Exactly, exactly. And they got another inch that way. One inch at a time. I know, right? (laughs) And so while penetrating Mars... I know. (laughs) This was about poop and shit and pee and jizz. I knew it. Mars jizz fucking... You're an animal. Sean's fluids, that's what we're calling this episode. (laughs) Every episode Sean's fluids. (laughs) No, and so... fluids. Mars just spit it back out. (laughs) <laughs> another inch so they're uh, getting re- nowhere with this they thing. rejected it yeah that's when you just give up I bet 
You know what's so weird about that story? I know you have more to say. NASA's but... not interested in consent. We're going for it. I, yeah, right? Just ask Mars, bro. <laughs> I bet you if they went two feet to the right, they'd probably find pure dirt or something. Wouldn't you think they have 1080p, 1440p? No, they All shot. the P's on their cameras, right? Like, all the P's on the cameras so they can look and go, that's a rock, that's some soil, that's some shit. And then you always see the pictures and it looks like your, your old 1990s camera, like... Uh, there's, I mean, there's, just, there's degradation, and I don't know what I'm talking about. But. I don't, yeah, I'm sure there's yeah, reasons the, they chose. The budget's what they all did. about getting it there. Okay, the photography is a whole nother story. <laughs> <I> know, <right? laughs> That's the Yo, last we can one. get it there. We can't be fucking putting actual cameras on this bitch. <laughs> yeah. like, no, they aimed for loose soil, but you know. Shit happens. Nowadays, there'd be a Twitch stream of it or something. <laughs> a live Twitch stream right? from over yeah, we'll, Mars camp. We'll be saying bad words and getting donations and shit. <laughs> yeah. and um, that reminds me again of Gold Rush. We all love Gold Rush here. And oh, yeah. Whenever you think you're going to mine for that perfect spot of gold, and all of a sudden it's it's all bedrock and you can't get through. So, bad luck. Just They're sitting on a million dollars. Just got to get it out of the ground. Gotta get it out of the ground. Yeah. All right. We will go to break and we'll come back. Welcome back to Better Than Most Things, voted number one podcast in the two dudes with under $1,000 worth of technology uh, <laughs> department section. Look them up. The, highly accredited. Of the Saturn Podcast Awards. Perfectly cromulent organization. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. It embiggens us all. So I teased this last time, and I'm going to fucking nail it right here. I actually forgot the tease. Can you tease me again? Ooh. Well, here, let me ask you, what do you know about urine? I remember the tease now. Okay. <laughs> uh, I know it uh, It can be yellow if you don't drink enough. Okay. But if you drink enough water, it's clear. Okay. I know there's uh, urea in it, and I believe that's why the urine is in it. And okay. supposedly, you, if you pee on jellyfish stings, it helps. Hey, but I okay. heard that's a myth. Really? Yeah. Interesting. You still, still try it, though. Well, I have another myth here, but you haven't hit on it just yet. Oh, you want more pee myths? Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you drink it, you can get superpowers. Oh, that's a great one. I haven't Big heard myth. that one. Big okay. Myth. Well, here, let me just jump to my myth. Oh, man. I have way more. Okay, cool. <laughs> Your pee is not sterile. <sighs> that's Dr. K. Dr. K always said that. Patches on another... O'Houlihan was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, on an old podcast, Dr. Say, Dr. K mentioned that pee is sterile. And really? I remember, well, well I no, 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 yeah, it, that was a myth populated. Yeah. It was a, it was a, what is it, wife's tale. Oh, an old I, wife's tale. Yeah, exactly. So pee is not sterile. Pee, pee is not sterile. It, in uh, fact, has lots of bacteria in it. Wow. I would imagine so. I, I have mean. extreme lifestyle changes. <laughs> <laughs> Jump into the punchline. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> well, because I know you like your pee play. Yeah, exactly. No, so point being. Uh, the way th- this all came from a test that a surgeon used to perform on his patients after surgery, and he would perform it on the urine. And what he's what he was measuring was bacteria within the urine. And so he like puts it in his mouth and. Yeah. Well, no, he did it all by taste. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Sure. Yeah. Figured parts per million. Yeah. 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 And then the way the way it sounded when parts it was dropped. Million. <laughs> There's definitely some bacteria here. I feel it. <laughs> Uh, so he tested the urine. So he tested the urine, and uh, when it cleared, that's when you know he was like, "Okay, it's got the green light. You're good to go." And what people took that as as it's sterile. Now it is sterile. It when in fact it just reached an acceptable level 
of bacteria within the urine for whatever he was doing, antibiotics or, you know, whatever. That being said. So can I drink it or what? You can no, absolutely okay. drink it. Because well, I mean, it makes sense because, like, your liver and your kidneys are meant to to get the toxins out, right? To extract them. But they're not yeah. going to get everything out. They're not going to get all the bacteria and everything. I mean, and, that's I mean, just logic to me. Your skin is coated in bacteria right now. And it's bacteria unique to you, essentially. And so that's what's happening within your body, too. Like, the bacteria within your guts or within your kidneys. It's still a foreign bacteria to somebody else. Exactly. Uh-huh. Things are, things are fucking all over you gotcha. currently. So drink your own pee, but not someone else's. That's weird. Drinking someone else's? <laughs> no. Now you're, now you're weird. That's why there's no, always man. a coffee table. Don't check, point, my, right? uh, don't check out my Pornhub history. <laughs> That's all I got to say. <laughs> but, so the myth was further populated by Bear Grylls. Oh, yeah, he is a notorious peach. I, yeah. That's the whole thing in the survival community, too, about whether that's a legit thing. Well, so they said it has n- you're fine to drink your own pee unless you have, like, a urinary infection or some other bacterial infection going on down there. Otherwise, drink your pee all you want, and it'll hydrate you to a degree. You can't keep doing it's it. It's an emergency thing. And even yes. then, because I remember – do you ever watch Dual Survivor? Uh, dual survival. It's like with the hippie guy and the oh yes, and actually they hated the, each other. They, well, actually, the season one, that guy was a a fraud. They found out he was a fraud. He got fired. Which one? Uh, they, I can't remember his name, but he said he was like in the military. He wasn't, and he did oh, all he was, these episodes. And yeah. was, the the militant one versus was, the hippie. Yeah, the hippie guy was actually the truthful one, but basically, the military guy he drank pee. He's like, I'm just gonna drink this pee, and the, he was like, Don't drink your pee, man. And he goes, Most people who survive drinking the pee. They drink. They survive in spite of it because it just dehydrates you more. And I mean, I'm not a fucking survival expert, but I remember being really taken with the don't drink your – what's drinking pee ever going to help? It's like if you're in a dehydrated situation, you're going to drink two cupfuls of piss. It's just actually going to fuck you up more than just – I tell you what I might do is I might swig it. I like where this convo is going. Yes, I would (laughs) swig a little bit of pee, I guess, maybe to hydrate my mouth in the Sahara Desert. But drinking it would be a... Sh- a like, like a boxer, though, sentence. you got to spit it back out. You know, a quick <laughs> swig and then into the bucket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like a wine tasting. Yeah. Well, dang. That's crazy. Multiple multiple bacteria in the pee. Yeah, so feel free to drink your own pee. It's fine. I do what I want. I got okay. another bacteria story here. You think it'll flow Ooh. well? Because I can talk about that or the Project Silica, so it's up to you. Ooh, hit me with Silica. Project Silica? Okay, it's actually a Microsoft research project. And it's a... Um, it's basically all about storing data on a quartz piece of glass, and it's a long, long-term long <gasps> data storage solution is what this is. It's about, like, because right now we use, I was talking to actually Maestro about it, I called him, I wanted to chime in about it, because old hard drives, they use the magnetic thing, right? Yes. And in the solid states, they use chips, which are made of plastic of some sorts. And they well, they use... You know more than I do on this one, yeah. Yeah, so the solid state is essentially um, lots of containers and in that container is a positive or negative okay and then they have billions and billions of those containers which makes up your 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 flash drive or your solid state drive running the pentagon you know what i mean so, so it's how, all just little containers how long does it take for that to degrade you think then because i don't actually know the quite answer i was asking again my show about this but how long does it take for a solid state thing to 
degrade because pretty much everything we have currently degrades. There was something, I remember a story a long time ago where they were trying to solve that problem because they do degrade. The electronic signals within those containers eventually jump. But I I remember there was a fight to help uh, that problem. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I can't remember either because I was talking to Maestro about it. He was like, oh, the plastic will go bad too and stuff. And I basically asked him, like, what if I took a solid state and just threw it on a desk? How long do you think it would take before it was bad? And he's like, maybe, you know, this is his opinion. He said four years. So. Just maybe think in general, like nothing really lasts. And so this silica project is all about encoding this information on a piece of glass. So it can be it, – so, it'll last like a thousand, like thousands of years. I have a question for you. Is this uh, just like etching words into glass or is it a barcode, some sophisticated – It's more of a barcode. Pattern that they scan yes. and gather the data from? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. Basically what it is is it is um, – oh, okay. Um it is. Uh, it's written inside the glass using a femtosecond pulse, which is one quadrillion <laughs> of a second. So it's like femtosecond. A femtosecond. That's cool. And so it's like one one hundredth of. A, so it's a quadrillionth of a second. This femtosecond. So this femtosecond thing is creating this. Like they're called voxels or voxels. I'm sorry. They're called voxels. Uh-huh. And for lack of a better term, they're like pixels. Okay. Like, like what, what I'm going to say, but they're not pixels. But they they basically make all these voxes, voxels, voxels. They make all these voxels in various degrees, lengths, you know, patterns, and then it also it can be layered in the glass, so you can have a hundred layers. So why I'm, what I'm talking about this is they actually already did a proof of concept thing. This isn't theoretical. They already did it. They put um, they successfully stored and retrieved the entire 1978 Superman movie. On this piece of glass. Richard Donner? Who's that? That's uh, the director of Superman. Oh, okay. I'm like, I don't know who that is. Is that the scientist? I'm like, well, you did the research. You know his name? I'm like, God, I don't even know the guy's name. No, so they, they stored the whole movie. I am guessing in like 4K quality or whatever they could. or The like... best quality they had. Because think about it this way. Because the WB it stores all the all the their vast vault of stuff on reels. Yes. That's, that's what this article said versus wouldn't you think they start converting it to solid states, which is when I started asking Maestro about solid states versus reels. But, you know, most of their stuff's on reels. They probably just leave it there and they have to store it in like temperature, yes. temperature controlled environments, no humidity, and there's still data degradation. Yes. And so every three years they do a data migration to make sure nothing degrades. So this is a lot of this money. This is the Warner Brothers vault? Warner Brothers thing. Okay. And so this is why a Warner Brothers movie like Superman, they did a proof of concept on this. So they fit the whole movie on something the size of a coaster. It was 7.5 uh, centimeters, basically a square, okay. so like this big, yeah. and then it was only two millimeters thick. Wow. And in that two millimeters thickness, they fit a hundred layers of the of the voxels. <laughs> wow. That's this, impressive. Because the computer can sit there and, re- it'll like, I saw the whole video. It's, it's, like, it's like making these little almost, they look like little triangles, and they make it inside the glass. So, it's not on the outside. I, I, it's refracting on the inside, and it's, it's like fucking it up on a at a fucking whatever level, a femtosecond <laughs> level, and it's like you know, it's 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 denaturing the the glass on the inside, and so, and so yeah, I, like I, I, it's blowing my mind. Yeah, it, it's great that you can fit that amount of information on that size. My next question: It was seventy five point five uh, gigs. How fast can you retrieve it? Because really fast, they were saying. Because, oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Because um, I don't have my notes on it, but basically the computer, because how it's read too, it's a, uh, it's not just sitting there putting it in a computer. It has to be the thing that makes it. You almost, you have to put another AI thing that knows how to read it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just there's no 
Uh, so it's just you need a rip software. You need a program, yeah. an intermediary. You need something like that, something to read it. But if it reads it, it reads it super, super fast. So would you start I don't, I don't buying have the official your stuff answer on yet. coaster-sized super... discs now? Would I go to the, the market and buy my next Superman movie on a coaster-sized I mean, this is glass? still like a long-term storage thing. I'm not sure the applications of putting it on, like again, like almost like a DVD player, if you will. It did mention, okay, here's what I remember the article saying. It mentioned how... Even if you film something, like let's say, let's take the 1978 Superman, for example. You film that. Okay. Putting that image on film, it's already degraded. It's not the full information capability that the camera's taking or whatever the fuck, for, all, for, for lack of a better term. It's only like a partial. Versus putting it on this thing, it, it, it actually could accept every visual bit that the camera's taking in or something. And I, I that's my ghetto way of saying because I don't know all the terms and stuff, but it was basically very efficient and it, so it was, it was taking high quality f- films and images and stuff and it could, really could, it could handle it and bring it back. Like I said, this thing, the two, miller, the two millimeter thickness is what I'm tripping on because it's really, really thin. So if they made it thicker, obviously you could store more information than 75.6 gigs. And I guess in this grand scheme of things, that's not that big because there's flash drives that are terabytes or, you know but what I mean? But they're going to – this won't degrade versus those will eventually. It's it's incredible what they've done. But it gives me pause because we are limited by the technology we have to read this. So is it two millimeters thick for a reason? You know, it, Could you make this thing – I, I, I want to say an inch thick? Or is that going to make it difficult to read the content in the middle? Because at the end of the day, it's still a physical piece of memory. But I guess the 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 big qualifier for it is that it doesn't degrade. Correct. And remember, it's quartz glass too. It's not just glass. So it's really hard glass. If you think about, you know, when people do dabs, that's a quartz piece piece they're using. So they light up a, a piece of quartz glass and it gets super red hot. It doesn't shatter anything. Yeah. And that's what's cool about this thing. They they took this It doesn't warp. They took this this coaster thing that has a Superman movie on it, or basically things like it, and they've uh they've baked it, they've boiled it, they've microwaved it, <laughs> they've put it in water, they demagnetized it, and they rubbed it with steel wool. And wow. no loss of data. So that's the thing is that even though, like I said, this thing's very wow. small and it holds seventy five point, you know, seventy five point six gigs of information that little thing does. There's flash drives that are smaller and fit more information, but that's, that flash drive, in theory, forty fifty years maybe not work. Versus this thing is good for. It's, okay, it's like it's uh, give me one second. It was it's gonna last a thousand thousand year lifetimes, low cost, and it's durable and resilient. That's basically the whole idea behind it. It can last a thousand something. It's a piece of glass. That's fun. It's uh, it's archival. I think it's archival technology. For sure. I don't think it's going to replace the uh, flash drive or the solid state drive. Oh, yeah. But it, it's fun to know that that's what's coming it's up. It's going to help the WB. Hey, yeah. <laughs> you know, help them with all their stuff. Like, instead of having rooms and all that air conditioning bill and stuff, I guess even the carbon you know footprint, supposedly they said, like, it's going to go down because having to air condition these rooms versus just little slides of glass everywhere and... Well, that's the amazing part is you hear about these studios that have studio fires and they lose, you know, the original prints of I Love Lucy yeah, or exactly. whatever the like, fuck. And Friends it's, season three is gone. Yeah, exactly. 
And they and like they're constantly digging back into their archives and finding stuff they didn't know they had. Like, oh, this I don't know if you keep up on the movie websites, but you're they're constantly like Doctor finding Who episodes. cut scenes and yeah. some of those are lost. And yeah. then people find them in their attic every once in a while. Exactly, exactly. So that's fun. I'll, I will admit I stole this from a comment of this article. I stole this from a comment, but someone in the comments said, Oh my god, they're making isolinear chips. And those are from isolinear as, chips. As we all know, yes, Star Trek. And isolinear chips are from Trek. Uh, actually, just to give an example, Voyager, Starship Voyager, they gave their entire lore, the the entire library of Voyager was downloaded on isolinear chips and then traded to the Sicarians, as we all know. And so, <laughs> if the entire library of Voyager could fit on these isolinear chips, it's basically these items. I know these those things are way <laughs> thicker than two millimeters. Exactly. All this, all this Star Trek talk. Uh, a good segue to what's coming next. Speaking of which. Naruto. Oh. <laughs> Mr. E says he has a Star Trek game for us. We have a game. Is it really? And yes. And uh, I'm going to tell you all about it when we come back from a break. Welcome back to Better Than Most Things. This is your producer, Mr. E. Now, as you might know, both the hosts of the show are huge Star Trek fans. And there's a lot of shit talk that goes on behind the scenes. I think the yeah, best yeah, part okay. of this whole situation is, Mr. E, you are not a Star Trek fan. It's not that yes. you hate the material. I know nothing about it. And that's why this game is going to be a lot of fun for me. I think it's perfect, actually. <laughs> yes. So the way this game is going to work... We're very passionate. ...is <laughs> there is going to be ten questions. Now, this will go in a straight, like a, a real face-off fashion where I'll read the question. Oh, my God. Real time. Yes. And you guys will like say your name to buzz in. Okay. Now, there's going to be ten questions. Oh, Whoever gets the question right will get the points for that question. Ooh. And whoever gets the question wrong, the other player will get a chance to steal. Here's the twist. Since I know nothing about Star Trek... I've randomly assigned point numbers to each of these questions. <laughs> and since there's 10 questions, there's going to be a random number point for each question wow. from numbers 1 through Bro, 10. I'm taking a drink. So this what one. this means is the true fan will know will win because the hardest question to get might be worth 1 point and the easiest question to get might be worth 10. Oh, Are I'm, you ready, Max? I'm ready. Are you ready, Sean? I'm ready. Oh, let's go. Okay. The first question, remember to say your name to buzz in. The first question is, in Star Trek Enterprise, what species is Captain Archer prejudiced against? Sean. Max. Sean was in first. Vulcans is correct. Let me highlight that. It's so funny. It was like, I knew the answer is Vulcans, but I'm like, I had to say my own name. I'm like, Vulcans. Okay. Ah. Take a breath. Question two. What is the name of Captain Picard's Borg? Max. Sean. Oh. Locutus. He is correct. Mm. It is hard to say that my name. That point goes to this. Max. This is crazy. <laughs> okay. Whoops. Okay. This is hard. That okay. Max's favor. Next question. This this is a long <laughs> one. Okay, and and mind my pronunciation. Okay, I might be a little off, so I'm sorry. Remember, I know nothing about the show. <laughs> when it's either Keevan or Kyvan Riley. Was under the Psy 2000 virus. What Elvis song did he repeatedly sing? Is there. Is, uh, can uh, you spell Kyven or. K I V E N Riley. Can you, can you repeat the question? Yes. When Kyven Riley was under the Psy 2000 virus, what Elvis song did he repeatedly sing? 
You guys got Max. 10 seconds. He did um, loose weight shoes. That is incorrect. Sean, you have a chance I, to steal. You have 10 I seconds. Guessed. I didn't know. I'm going to say... Uh, can't Rock around it. the clock? Is that his? Incorrect. Know. Good. I, don't know. I guessed at least the right song. In the end of the game, I'll come back and do the answers. Okay. I don't even know okay. that is. So that point goes to nobody. That's... Do you have a maestro? Or... maestro I don't know who keeps those points. I bet you that sounds like a stupid the original series. It sounds like that, a that sounds original yeah. series. All right. Question four: Which Star Trek series was the first to center around a woman cap? Sean Max. God, you piece of shit. <laughs> Are you even? <laughs> You're not waiting for him to end. Is there like a thing? You have to buzz in. Because I would have said, I could have said. <sighs> Sean, your answer. Star Trek Voyager? You are correct. Oh, I wasn't sure about that one. You are correct. Those points. I'm just going to go back as soon as he says ask a question. Go to Sean. Oh, dude, why not? Early guess. I'll I give will... it to you. Then I have a chance to steal, but I want to hear the rest I of the question. I thought about it because he. The next question. Fuck yourself. <laughs> what was the name of the first pilot episode of Star Trek? Sean. The man cage. That is incorrect. Okay. I feel like I know this. You're talking about you the have ten series. seconds. Oh, okay. Oh, I should know this. The... Oh, I know what I, I did. Watched it. That's the one Five I seconds. Five seconds. I fucked up. The zoo. The human zoo. Incorrect. Do I have a chance to steal? No. We'll tell you the they correct. Steal again? You already no, buzzed in. Damn it. Say it. Just say it. Just I'll so tell you know. the correct. Uh, no, I'll I, tell you. After. I think it's the man trap. No, no. no. Yeah. You're on the right track, but. Ah. Right. If I'm going by uh, Family cage? Feud, re- <laughs> the cage is correct. Yes, that's correct. Oh, that yeah. sounds yeah. so familiar. Because I said humans. This one was- Spoiler alert, that one was worth nine points. So. Mm. Okay, question six. I hate, I hate myself. In Star Trek IV, the Enterprise crew brought two blanks back to the future. Max. <sighs> yes, Max. Klingons? That is incorrect. Sean has a chance to steal. You have ten seconds. I'll be really precise here. Humpback whale. Oh, that is correct. I'm an idiot. I didn't think about it. I know <laughs> that is do. correct. When you said Klingons, like I was like, oh, no, yeah. I, I was actually just guessing because you say it so fast. You know what I mean? So I was, I was saying it. I didn't really think. Got you flustered, okay. son. Okay. Game faces. I even know the whale one. I hate you. No man. bickering here. We have four questions left. Set question seven. In Star Trek six, what was the name of the Klingon moon that spontaneously explodes? Sean. Yes, Sean. Praxis. That is correct. <laughs> Another question goes to Sean's favor. All right, all yeah, right. Pra- all these movies. <laughs> Next question. No more about Vulcans. They say it so many times. No more Vulcans. It's all about pinky than your whole body. <laughs> Next question. This is question eight. Which quadrant did Captain Janeway Max, success- Max. Yes, quadrant. Yeah. That is correct. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. I hope <laughs> I, know, I can interrupt him now. I know you that. can't do it. Yeah, I was hoping the question was. I was like, waiting for the end. Which yeah. quadrant did she leave from? No, as soon as he said quadrant, like, I knew uh, that one was worth ten points. Okay. All right, that's the usual. Question nine. Let's go. Two questions left. In Star Trek Enterprise, what is Charles Tucker the Third's nickname? Max. John. Uh, yes, Max. You have ten seconds. That is correct. <laughs> the comeback is happening, folks. Don't call it a now comeback. Now I just know i got to say my name and then think about it. <laughs> Last question. Get your game face so you got five seconds before I say it. Focus. It. Here we go. Vulcan hemoglobin is based on what? Sean. Tri- yes, Sean. I'm twice a trip. <laughs> <laughs> Max. <laughs> <laughs> 
five seconds. Copper. That is correct. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. You pulled that out of your ass. Did you that say that? That is correct. There was, an, there was an episode where they were talking about blood types, and Vulcans are tinge green. Take a I moment. Know that. Take a moment to reflect on the game you. while I add it up. Go ahead. Copper. You pulled that. I can't. I'm even impressed on that one. I'll give you that one. I thought I was looking at you like he doesn't know, and you said copper. I would have. Well, I would have said Romulan. Rusts green. That makes sense. And I know so the green. I just because I know ours is you did iron. Really good. And I'm copper. mad. Oh man, you did. You're pretty good. I mean, we both missed the... Okay, first of all, no one cares about the original series, right? Can we all agree? Like, so... No! Come on, now. I bet you all the, all the ones no one knew, original series. There was I only bet one. you that Quiven, whatever the fuck one, that's yeah. original. Anyway, yeah. Here we go. The final score is Max, 17. That and sounds a lot. Sean, Ooh. 22. <laughs> Five so points, So the ones better. that were missed... Were the cage, obviously, that we discussed. Original series. And the Keevan Riley one uh, was I'll Take You Home Again, Kathleen. That was the name of the eldest song. Is that in the original So that one was worth seven points. See, when I did this, I knew you didn't see it. So I tried to get questions. Like, when it referenced it, I would skip it. But this, I have no idea. So I I saw when Scythe, that 2000 virus, I figured one of you guys would know. Some of those, dude, I'm mad. Sean, the cage, man, that one was worth nine points. I know. I knew that one. Here's the thing. That would have sealed the deal. You were bouncing around it. And you see, it's like, if I'm going by, like... Wheel of Fortune. It's like the man cage, the cage. Like, sorry, you were no, too I specific. Agree. I, agree. <laughs> I knew it was that zoo one with Pike, but no, he was on top of it. So now, when you got... shit talk, Max, we all know that Sean holds the crown. That's true. Okay, I'll give you until this until the inevitable. I've next always said round. this: he's good with the movies. He's good with the damn movies. I've seen all the movies, but he's seen them multiple times. And you answered, you asked two movie questions. See, and I the don't know. I that's knew, the, and that's I fucked the twist. That up. No, that's I liked it. No, it was good. I have good no job. Idea I bowed him for now. I like the RNG point thing too. That was fun. That was but. good. Thanks for um, thanks for joining us on Better Than Most Things, uh, <laughs> a podcast where only I know more about Star Trek than anyone else. Um, I don't care what anyone says. Fact. Um, keep in mind that we are enthusiasts, not experts. So if you want to know more about the topics we discuss, we encourage you to research them yourself and let us know if we missed something. Submit your uh, questions or interesting topics to Discord for all the latest updates. Subscribe to our Twitter and Instagram at BTMT underscore podcast. And, uh, oh, be sure to rate and subscribe on your podcast app. That helps a lot, apparently. I don't know. That's what people say. Remember, new episodes every Monday. Yeah, that's a good one. 